it's another beautiful day in the podcast neighborhood. Breathe in that digital air and take in that surreal estate view. Hi, everybody. My name is Moose, and you are listening to Moose at the mic. I am so glad that you were here. If you are a returning listener, I'm honored that you decided to come back and give us a listen. If you are a new listener, thank you for being here. Uh, This podcast is all about geek life with some serious thrown in. Uh, I hope that's what you're looking for because that's what we try to deliver. Uh, On this particular episode, we are going to continue our review of the Disney Plus hit series, WandaVision. Uh, In the last installment, episode 203, we focused on episodes 1 and 2 of the series. On this installment, we are going to focus on episodes 3 and 4. Of course, I keep saying we. No, I don't have a split personality, although some people might think I do. Uh, Ashley from Ashley Talks Movies, she is back. We are going to review these episodes together. Uh, Really looking forward to chatting with her again. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, spoiler alert, if you have not watched episodes 1, 2, 3, or 4, Stop what you're doing. Pull those up on Disney Plus. Check them out. We want you to be able to enjoy the series uh, and it not be ruined in any way. So, uh, coming up after our little break, Ashley and I will be back to talk about episodes three and four of One Division. All right, thanks for coming back after that uh, little commercial break. Uh, As I told you, Ashley from Ashley Talks Movies is back uh, with us. Uh, We are talking about WandaVision. We're reviewing this series. Uh, This week's podcast focused on episodes three and episodes four. Episode three is entitled uh, Now in Color, and episode four uh, is entitled We Interrupt This Program. Ashley, thanks for coming back. I'm glad I didn't run you off the first time. Uh, thanks for having me back and no, you couldn't run me away uh well you know not everybody in my life feels that way but i'm glad, <laughs> glad you're one of them uh so yeah so let's talk let's talk uh one division um so episode three uh now in color uh picks up after episode two uh where you know they suddenly reveal the color change uh and they also reveal the big you know, thing at the end of that episode specifically was uh, Wanda is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we pick up in episode three uh, with a frantic <laughs> vision trying to figure out, you know, what the heck is happening. I think all of us were still trying to figure that out, actually. Well, yeah, that's uh, a so, running theme. <laughs> what is right. going on? <laughs> so it's like suddenly it all feels so familiar. Yes. Um, so so let, let's talk about the episode. Um, last week uh, or two weeks ago, I asked you what you thought of the, the episodes and series right off the get uh, right off the get go. So I'm going to start this time around. Um Episode three for me was the episode where, you know, obviously I'm invested in the invested in the series at this point, but for me it was, okay, I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see a larger picture take shape. You know, I'm starting to feel like, okay, we're, we're, we're inching towards something. You know, I feel like there's some things here that I'm starting to latch onto that may or may not mean something. Uh, You know, as I've said before, Marvel, they don't do things without a purpose. Um, now, now, the hard thing about that is while they may not do things without purpose, that purpose may not be fulfilled. 
in that particular body of work. Uh, it may come out later on down the road, um, you know, in another movie or something. So for me, the episode, I, I really liked the episode. Um, I liked it from a perspective of also being a dad, mm. uh, you know, because I, I have, you know, two children. And so it was fun to kind of see vision trying to figure that out and to, to see it, you know, set in the seventies, uh, with those types of, you know, say how, how big is it? It's say 12 hours, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, like those types of things, because, uh, you know, obviously Wanda has an, uh, expedited pregnancy, I think would be a, a nice way. To yeah. <laughs> Rapid pre- pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of my favorite lines in the movie was like, um, you know, Wanda starts having labor pains, uh and so he's like you know let me run and go get the doctor and it's like well I has he left for you know for his vacation yet I can't remember where he was going um was it Bermuda or something uh, like yeah that? something like that yeah and um the line from Vision was well to be fair you are nine months early <laughs> yes yeah yeah because you know, <laughs> it's great you, yeah you literally went from like you have you're six months or whatever to like or six weeks or whatever to like delivering right within the episode yeah so yeah it was it was it was really good but it also um it kind of got to that point where it's like okay we're starting to see like I said we're starting to see that picture come together and there are certain reveals that happen where you start to kind of see or at least you're able to formulate with a little bit more information your theory about where this series is going Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's, I felt that's what I really got out of the episode is that it wasn't just a, another sitcom kind of episode that it really started bringing pieces together for you to start at least formulating some type of theory. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the episode too. And, um, for me, similarly, it was like, okay, this is, this is starting to sort of break a little bit away from the format that was set up in the first two episodes. Um, Cause it was, those two episodes were very heavily, you know, sitcom-y if you will. And this one was still a little bit of that but also it was teasing at something else. And I think for me with this particular episode I was going into it wide eyed because I was like, I have to, you know look to see if there's any clues right. that I might miss based on the first two episodes I'm like okay clearly they're setting things up and I don't want to miss something so I think I think I think I was I think more aware in the third episode and like really looking for things in the third episode and noticed you know quite a few things like you said for they're setting things up um I liked how they um first of all I want to talk about the the intro for the episode. Absolutely. Like said it goes, it's like the 60s and 70s and it's in color um, and it shifts to like full color, right? Cause the first you know couple episodes were black and white and then you had the hints of color and then now it's like in full color. Right. Um, and then it had that Brady Bunch Partridge family mm-hmm. feel to it, which I love cause I, I loved watching those shows um, back in the day. And uh, yeah, and then, and then of course, like you said, it's just, it, it, it was really interesting to see Vision's character, what he was doing in that episode and versus Wanda's character, you know, cause like you said, Vis- Vision was running around frantically, you know, trying to figure out the situation with the baby. And he was also noticing things. 
Like moments of clarity. He had like these moments where he was like, what is going on here? And would almost like try to bring that up or point it out, but immediately kind of be brought back into, you know, whatever it is that is happening in this world, you know? Right. Yeah, I, that was that was one of the things that I kind of put down in my notes as well is the, like I said, these moments of clarity where he, like he he got the hint of something and and really couldn't you know figure out exactly what it was and i think some of that i wonder and again this is something from my perspective because you and i've spoken before you know when i watch it as a matter of fact before we started the podcast you know it's i like watching things uh and then kind of figuring out on my own what I felt about it or what I saw or things that I picked up on. And then I go back and I kind of read what everybody else is saying to see, you know, am I close and my way off now. And, and that even in itself is a little bit problematic because just because I'm way off from what somebody else thinks doesn't mean that I'm wrong. And that's the great, right. thing about especially, especially at this stage, you know, of the, of this, of the series right. where, you know, there are no like definite answers at this point. Like there's just speculation because things are slowly being revealed. So, you know, the theory that you could have could be right or it could be completely wrong. Right. Uh, You know, so you don't know. You're, you're right more often than I am. So I know. Yes. Please let, let everyone know that. Oh, I did. I just, it's, it's it's now official. (laughs) It is. Yes. It's now permanent recorded <laughs> yeah 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 that's you you forget i have power over the editing process all right uh, <laughs> yes yes um but yeah it, absolutely and you know i think i know the focus again and i i'm curious to see what your thoughts are on this the episode for me i think they tried to put the focus on Wanda, you know, obviously because she's, you know, she's pregnant and she's going through, you know, the labor and and Mm -hmm. whatnot. But I really think the episode, I think that was cleverly done to somewhat hide what Vision was seeing because Vision wasn't the only one in that episode that had kind of those moments of clarity. Um, Right. Uh, One of the neighbors, was it Herb or whatever? He was like Herb, but cutting the Agatha. Yeah, he was like cutting the hedges or whatever, and then and then Herb was like he kept mentioning um, uh, uh, Geraldine because he was like, oh, she has no home, and Vision was like, what does that mean? (laughs) And then Agatha was like, uh, like don't say anything or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 Monica too. Um, You know, she you know, after the, you know, the birthing process and, you know, they're kind of looking at the babies and I, and this, I thought was very cleverly done uh, when they're talking about um, where Wanda mentions Pietro. Um, and then there's this, mm-hmm. this break uh, with, with Monica at that point. And, and, and this is, this is part of the larger point that I'm trying to make. These instances, at least I think, these instances where these characters were almost breaking character and having these moments of clarity seem to coincide with Wanda being at a weaker point. And what I mean by that is like 
she's thinking about her brother. She's not focusing on kind of the world around her. And, and what we get out of this is that we figure out that she's created this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those moments of clarity for those characters were at points when Wanda was not at her best, if you will, not totally focused on keeping it on the track at that right, moment. Right, keeping it intact. Yeah. Right. And so it was at, at those points where, you know, she kind of weakened for a second. And that's when people seem to make those moments of clarity. And, and I think it was best illustrated when she was talking about Pietro because then she starts singing uh, a lullaby from, you know, her childhood. And that's right. kind of when. And then Geraldine says like, right. oh, you know, she mentions like Ultron. And then that's mm-hmm. when it's like, wait a minute, what's happening? It sort right. of breaks that barrier. Yeah. yeah. And that's the first instance where, um, and we can mention it because it points it out in the, in the next episode that we're going to discuss, but that's the first instance where they reference the world, the actual mm-hmm. world outside of that. Yeah. Outside of Westview and yeah. Right. And outside of the, yeah. Whatever has been constructed there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think while the episode was, was definitely, you know, Wanda focused, I think they cleverly, the way it was written, at least from my perspective, cleverly allowed for points where these other characters were having those moments where they questioned kind of what was happening Mm -hmm. and which makes sense, especially Mm -hmm. when you look at, she's suddenly pregnant and it's like they're 12. And I love when she was like trying to hide it when like Geraldine came over to like borrow, (laughs) I guess like it was a bucket or whatever. And she's like trying to cover it. It's like, you're just so huge, right? At this point, like how's nobody noticing this, you know? Right. And, and what's so great about that too, is that I just felt like, whenever you're watching a show mm-hmm. or a movie you kind of have to give yourself over to it to some extent yeah you just kind of have to say suspend to yourself, disbelief to right it, to exactly mm-hmm. you kind of have to give your suspend disbelief and kind of just give mm-hmm. over to it for a second and for us as the audience it's like totally normal that she's been pregnant she's four months along but she's only been pregnant for 12 hours you know and like we just kind of as the audience accept that as to be fact but in the episode it's like people also accept it but it's like an awkward acceptance yeah uh when they shouldn't accept it like they should be right getting it right and that in itself is a moment of yeah "Hmm, what's going on here um what was um what was your favorite moment from the episode like what really stuck out to you uh, I think probably for me it was the interactions with uh, Geraldine at like towards the end of the episode because you have you have all these little references in in that in- entire exchange where you have like the stork that's there right and for whatever reason Geraldine never sees the stork <laughs> but she hears it there's a moment she hears it and then you know Wanda explains away why it, it's like the right. ice maker or something that she right just got or whatever um but but again that was that moment i think those that scene was to me my favorite just because it was like that's the moment where things start to break down right you know and and she mentions you know her her, she's a twin um and uh you know 
Jolene mentions Ultron and then it's the whole like it's everything that sort of been building to at this point and now it's like breaking all of that down and it's like you as the audience are like oh wait now something's about to happen like this this is getting very interesting like what is all what is okay what does all of this mean but now you're starting to get some answers that there's something else happening here beyond just this sitcom right world you know for you uh for me i think it's honestly for me i think it's like the dad side of vision you know i think because i just connect with that Mm -hmm. you know i connect with yeah (laughs) like the dad the bad dad joke you know of course uh, you know i'm gonna be a papaya you know (laughs) It was so bad, but it's like something I would say, you know. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> oh, you know, not fair. Um, but yeah, it's like like I connected in those moments. Um, you know, I've, I, I said in our last episode, you know, I really like Paul Bettany. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's one of those actors that I could just watch and and not question what he's doing uh, in any shape, form, or fashion, and you know, this was that instance where for me, I, I love the chemistry between both of, uh, both Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause it's just, it's not something that you find very often, especially in these types of characters. Um, but I just really appreciate for me, it, for me, I connect most through the show with that character. Like I just, I connect to the show because of vision and not because I know a lot about it. You know, I'm not, I'm not a huge Marvel person in terms of the comic books, mm-hmm. the movies, the shows, I'm totally there, but the, the comic canon, I don't know all of that. I mm-hmm. honestly, I didn't know that, um, you know, there were certain things that happened that were references to older comics. Like I never would have picked up on that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have to research it later. Yeah you know, to see if there's a tie back to a particular comic or a particular, uh, you know, uh, series within this, the mm-hmm. comic or whatnot. So, but that's how I connect to the show is because I just love that character. And I love kind of the, the idea of who vision is, mm-hmm. um, this is, this isn't spoil anything, but I didn't know that, that Wanda and vision were married in the comics. Like I didn't mm-hmm. even a real thing mm-hmm. uh, and I actually read that today um, just doing some research on another little bit of the show but like I didn't know that was an actual thing I just thought this was something from the Marvel universe that they just created you know for yeah. the sake of the show or something yeah, because yeah. It, made, it made sense um, but I, I didn't I didn't know that so that's that's also the cool thing for me is being able to pick up like is that something that is that something that they've you know repurposed or something that they've you know, they're leaning into, um, you know, for, for whatever reason. So I, that's the fun part for me is I get to do some of the research and I do get to read some of these things. And if you can get access to some of these older comics and you can kind of read, Mm -hmm. you know, some of those, read those pages and kind of become intrinsically more connected. Um, So, yeah. So for me, I really think it's vision and, and his like trying to figure out how to be a dad in short order and, like the diaper changing scene every dad <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah every dad worth their snuff every one of us have tried to race the clock and putting a diaper on you know that all of those things are real and mm-hmm. i think that's what's so cool about it is just being able to make that connection mm-hmm. um so yeah um 
So we started this with the last uh, podcast that we did. So how would you how would you rate episode three on a scale of one to ten, with one being bad and ten being the best? Um. Hmm. Uh, is this in comparison to the other episodes or just this episode and just in general? Just in general. Um, I think, you know, we, I think there's a discussion to be had about in reference to the other episodes. Yeah. On um, its own merit. I don't know. I guess I'd probably give it, I'd probably give it a seven. I think I've been consistently giving them sevens mm-hmm. just because, I mean, it's not, to me, it wasn't the greatest episode, um, but I enjoyed it enough. And I, and I think at this point, like, especially again, I think I, I enjoyed episode three because it did, especially towards the end, break up the, the format mm-hmm. that had been established in the first two episodes. Cause I was, I was a little fearful, you know, watching it initially it was like, is this how it's going to be for everything? Cause yeah. I think it's cool. I mean, I love classic TV and I love like the references to, you know, like I love Lucy and, and bewitched and things like that um but i need more than that (laughs) right and i think this episode started to show that there would be more coming Mm. um you know kind of again it breaks that that format so yeah i'll give it a second uh i'm gonna i'm gonna break with you a little bit uh i'm gonna no no i'm gonna give it a nine a nine nine yes wow for the exact reason that you stated at the bottom there of, of your explanation is because for me, I felt like, okay, now we're starting to get somewhere. Yeah. The first two episodes for me was like, okay, they're establishing kind of a brand, if you will. And that's Mm -hmm. important, but this was the first episode where I felt like, okay, we're starting to make up some ground here. Yeah. I felt like the first two episodes were just, Hey, kind of episodes like this is what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah. And there were reveals, but not at the level of, of this one, of this one. And like, this is the first episode where I, I finally felt like, okay, there is a form to this show now. Like mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel, you know, I was already invested. Like we're getting somewhere. Right. Yeah. Like we're starting to move forward. And there was enough in there. There were enough instances where I felt like I'm starting to understand some of the 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 gravitas of what's happening i'm starting to understand that there are there are some kooky things kind of going on mm-hmm. and i just felt like for me it was the first episode like not that the first two episodes were throwaways not that but this was the first episode where i felt like okay this this, this has meat to it like this mm-hmm. is this isn't just a feel-good fun episode that's you know, uh, leaning on the Dick Van Dyke show or I Love Lucy or Bewitched, like this just felt like there was more there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of it had to do with, um, you know, the first two episodes were shot in um, four by three standard mm-hmm. aspect ratio. Of course, this one was as well. Um, but with but then the- it expands. But then it expands and yes. suddenly- we're in a much different environment. And I think for that, that's when I went, it, it wasn't like, oh, I'm curious about what's going on because I'm curious about what's going on. It's like, now I'm like, Ooh, 
something has happened. What's happening here? The screen's getting longer. Like "Mm, now, now we're now we're getting into the gooey part of this, you know? Yes. And for me, that was exciting, and that's why I give it a nine. Uh, Okay. Not because the writing was super phenomenal, but because I just felt like the show finally grasped who it was and and got its identity a little bit. And so, for that reason, I gave it a nine. Interesting. Okay. All right. All right. So let's move on to the fourth episode, uh, which again was entitled, We Interrupt This Program. Yes. Um, all right. What What were your first thoughts watching the episode? Okay. So I, I would, I, this episode, I loved a lot more than mm-hmm. episode three. And I think part of it was, again, as we've talked about before, you know, a lot of this show going into it is about figuring out what it is that it's doing and getting answers and I felt like this episode gave answers and really helped establish things beyond just Westview and the world that you know Wanda and Vision are existing in because it immediately like it picks up and it starts off just like a Marvel movie right? It's like frantic, people are running around and, you know, everything's in color and you've got the wide and it's just, you know, I felt like I was watching a movie, um, you know, to start it off. And so I was really excited because it was, it was a break from, you know, the sitcom thing to, you know, okay, wait a minute, who, you know, with Geraldine's going, like, who's then, like, what's going on? And now you get Monica, right? And then you get Sword, and you get introduced to those characters and then you have um you know other characters from the mcu come into play like darcy right mm-hmm. arrives and so i was like okay yes we're getting answers I, I i'm sensing how this is going to tie in with with other things right like with the mcu um yeah so my initial feelings i was very excited about this episode like the whole time i was watching it just like had this energy to it um that was very different than the previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with that. What I appreciated was um you, you know people really started watching WandaVision because they understood who Wanda Maximoff is and who the Vision is. Uh, it, it in that they understand them from the movies. You know, not so much character building for those two individuals in the movies, but they right. that's the connection. Up until this point, we have no real connection to the MCU outside of those two characters. And this episode presented that. And right, because you're kind of like, where do they exist in the timeline? Right. Right. Like, like, is this like an alternate universe? Is this her is this a dream sequence? Like, you know, what what is where does this fit with all the other things we know in terms of the MCU? Right. And connecting it to the blip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think was just absolutely perfect. I think it made so much sense because it did something that Marvel has yet to be able to do, and that's expand on life after the blip. Mm-hmm. So, and what I mean by that, because you know, everybody kind of came back uh, at the end of Endgame. If you haven't seen Endgame by now, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give you a spoiler alert on that. But <laughs> uh, it came back at the end of Endgame. We've only had one movie to follow in game mm-hmm. so far, 
which was the the latest spider-man movie far Mm -hmm. from home um and that takes place basically after the blip and everybody comes back Mm -hmm. so to have another piece of the story and have another piece of the puzzle and an expansion of life after that was i think super smart and super enticing for me as a viewer but what i also appreciated about it is that we didn't see it from one of the main characters point of view Right. We saw yeah, it yeah. from a, a character that we have been introduced to, but we didn't know who she was until that moment. Right. And that I think uh, is what really did it for me on the episode mm-hmm. uh, was being able to make that connection uh, because, you know, Monica Rambo is, uh, I can't, Maria Rambo, mm-hmm. I almost forgot her mom's name. Uh, Maria Ram uh, Maria Rambo's daughter, mm-hmm. who we've already been introduced to her in the Captain Marvel movie. Right. Uh, of course, at that point, she's a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so suddenly, the world changes for us as the audience because, like, we're trying to figure out who the heck she is. Like, she's some random character. No, she's somebody we already know. Mm-hmm. And to build on that, I just that's what that's what got me for the episode. It's like, all right. I, I'm glad to see that we're expanding in the universe outside of who we know, but it also brilliantly does what Marvel, what the MCU has always done is that minor characters are not minor. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. These B characters are not insignificant. They're, yeah. They're not insignificant. Their impact can be felt and usually is felt further on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that was for me, same thing, huge on the energy side loved the reveal i loved the the introdu- the reintroduce uh, reintroduction of darcy which what i loved is that they showed her like she was actually she was actually in the first episode we just didn't know it was her right <laughs> which i thought was just great that they and that's, an, that's another thing i liked about this episode was that they revisited moments from the right. previous episode to then give you a different perspective of what was happening. So, you know, in that, in the episode where you have Dottie, uh, when they're at the, um, the talent show mm-hmm. or, or like they're out in the, With the meeting, like the, right? the meeting, yes. When they're at the meeting and, you know, the radio and they're like, you know, Wanda, Wanda, what's going on. You then get that perspective again, but now you see who is asking that question, who it's coming from. Um, and the reaction to it um, from Wanda, and then the the sort of uh, jarring like cut of of where like she seems to you know what's happening or something's going on, and then it just the episode you know sort of like resets itself kind of thing, and you're like, well, okay, wait a minute, you know, and so like again, if you were watching the previous episodes, you were on one side of it going, who was asking this question? Like, what does that mean? And in this episode, you see. Uh, some of the, some of the, some of that other that other side like who is asking that question w- what does this mean for you know what the, what they're seeing versus what we were experiencing I guess right. you know they're seeing it play out like an episode and that's how we were watching it too right, right. yeah it was I just thought this episode was very good well and and I remember from my notes um you know I for for the audience i actually typed my notes out and then lost my notes so i'm going off a of memory here so i apologize i don't mean to ramble um but that's what i think for me that was 
another cool thing about this particular episode is that even though we were like catching up mm-hmm. and looking at it from a different perspective, ultimately those characters were really doing what we've been doing as the audience for three episodes so far is they're trying to figure out what's going on. And mm-hmm. the best way to articulate that was there's a scene where they're, they're identifying the different characters and who their real life counterpart is. Mm-hmm. And on the board, the whiteboard behind uh, Agent Wu, there are questions that he's writing, like why a hexagon, you know, mm-hmm. is vision alive? You know, like those are questions that we as the audience are asking and have been. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's the cleverness of this episode is that not only is it revealing these things, but you also are connecting with these characters because they're in the same kind of place you are. Um, one thing that I want to bring up um, and what I really love is, you know, the reintroduction of these characters. Uh, you know, Darcy, you've already mentioned, um, Agent Wu, which I think was a great addition to the cast. Um, but I will tell you what my favorite moment of the episode is, and it might seem insignificant to most people. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be, maybe not, but to me, it was, it was my favorite just because of the connection it has to the, in the greater MCU. So my favorite moment was the introduction of Agent Wu. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, he's there on screen, Monica shows up. And he turns around and he pulls a pulls his business card out of the air as a magic trick. Mm-hmm. Now, for some people, that was probably an insignificant kind of moment. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And the reason it presented me with the wow feeling is because when that character was initially introduced in the MCU, he was in the first Ant-Man movie. Mm-hmm. And when he met with... Uh, Ant-Man, I can't remember Ant-Man's, uh, you know, Scott. Scott, thank you. When he was with Scott the first time, you know, Scott does that magic trick. Mm-hmm. And the end of that scene is Wu saying to Scott, hey, can you teach me that? Mm-hmm. So now we fast forward. <laughs> and he's Wonder learned it. Yeah. He knew it, you know, and that, like, to me, that was like, just blew my mind it's Mm -hmm. such an insignificant kind of thing but that moment for me was just like man this is this is some special stuff and I kid you not I kid you not nobody else can see this but you can I have been practicing that trick gosh I can't do it yet because I have fat fingers but I am still working on it and I'm gonna master Mm -hmm. it um because I did figure out how they did it but um but it's just that connective stuff like it just it was just, it was my favorite moment of the episode. Yeah. What about yours? Hmm. Let me think. Um, I really liked the scene and it's a minor scene, but it's another kind of callback scene, um, where they show the, uh, uh, the agent going in the tunnel and yeah. transforming into okay. like the B, mm-hmm. like it's so small, but I love that because again, it was a callback to the previous episode where you just saw the B guy come out of the thing and you're like, why is this this random B guy there? Right. But in this episode you realize, oh, it's an agent that was sent in. And once he broke that force field, 
they change right into whatever construct that's going on you know with wanda right same thing with you know monica as well um but yeah it was just that minor little scene but i liked it because it was i don't know it was like okay you know it's like that moment of like this now you're seeing it from a different perspective like the thing that you didn't quite understand before it's like now you have some some more context to it yeah i think i think you know i think that's where this show lives though i Mm -hmm. like everybody's waiting for the big moment but i think those little things that's what makes it such a great show at least with the first four episodes yeah you know is 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 those instances where fans of the mcu can connect with these characters and connect in a way that like oh i know it's it's almost like it's almost like when you when you and i don't know i don't know if you've done this i'd say most of us probably have at this point it's like you know you move away from home and you leave you know like let's say you leave your letterman jacket or your favorite mm-hmm. hoodie or whatever behind <clears throat> and you're gone for a few years you come home you're going through your stuff and you find this this you know old hoodie mm-hmm. or letterman or whatever and you put it on and you're like this still fits and it's still pretty comfortable and it's like that's kind of what this episode was for me it was like like these are things that i knew mm-hmm. that i remember from the mcu but coming back to revisit them mm-hmm. you know it, it just kind of immerses you more in that universe yeah and if you were ever concerned and, I, and i'll say it i'll be completely transparent about it when they started talking about doing wandavision and you know the loki show and uh uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought, you know what, guys, this is you just trying to stretch a brand. You're trying to lean on like oversaturated and right. it's not going to be good. And yeah, yeah I had like, similar concerns. Yeah. Like, move on, man. Like, you, you're kind of done. But that's the same kind of concern I have too, <clears throat> excuse me, with the MCU post Endgame and post Spider Man Far From Home. It's like, where do we go now? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of these stories are done, mm-hmm. you know, we're at least for now, you mm-hmm. know, none of us expect another Captain America movie. We certainly don't expect another Iron Man movie, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't mean it won't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the question becomes, well, how is it going to happen? And is it going to make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, these shows constitute, at least at the beginning, constituted this oversaturation this you know trying to stretch a brand like too much too much butter scraped over too little bread you know it just stretching it out in such a way that it's not going to make sense Mm -hmm. and I have to say episode four kind of reversed my opinion about that Mm -hmm. like I thought to myself okay maybe there's some hope and maybe I should have put a little bit more faith in the powers of (laughs) being um yeah. you know um of course for us mm-hmm. which we noted in the last episode the series has ended so we know what's coming and we have to right be yeah we know how it work. ends we know how it wraps up right. yeah so we we have to be very mindful in what we're saying but at this juncture uh the falcon and winter soldier is about to start uh mm-hmm. in just a couple of weeks time now i think 
Um, so that's going to be kind of the second, and I don't want to say second test because I think that's unfair. I feel like WandaVision set the test and passed the test, but it also set a bar. Yes, the bar is really high. (laughs) The bar is very high. So this is the episode where I was like, okay, like I was wrong. I except except again mason was wrong come on when you do that uh it's like my my worries were unfounded yeah good we're gonna be able to move forward your thoughts i well okay i initially was concerned like you um because again well i think part of it was you see this with so many studios and, and disney marvel's no exception where they uh literally have to kind of retread old ground yeah for things and uh for me it was like like you said end game happened and it was like all right so we'll probably niche, you know be going into the next phase of the mcu whenever that is and do we need these tv shows i don't know do we um but but again i i am always interested in in weird quirky things um so the initial marketing for wandavision had me curious from the get-go because I, I was just like what is this show like I don't even know what it is but I'm I'm, I'm excited <laughs> like this is weird it looks weird I like it um so I was I was willing to give it a chance and uh and and again slowly but surely um I was even more uh you know happy with the result because again get to this episode and I was just like this I mean, it, to me, it was like tying in everything. It was like, okay, you had this quirky little show at the beginning, um, you know, referencing all these sitcoms from years, you know, eras past, you know, and then now you have this episode that ties into the movies, you know, and makes references, more, re- more, you know, overt references to the movies. It feels like a movie. It looks like a movie starting out, you know, and I was like, I'm in. I'm hooked. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, I love this episode. I would give. I would give this episode a nine. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. I totally give it a nine here. A- absolutely. <laughs> a nine. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, for that reason, do you think? And and this is this is just picking your brain as as a as a, a movie person as a TV show person. Um, do you think? Do you think we're getting into that world where there is a lot of kind of revamping of content maybe revamping is not the way to say it but where we're to use your term like kind of re retrotting old ground we're kind of doing it again or we're changing the perspective because i i will say one thing i am not typically a fan of it works here but generally speaking i'm not typically a fan of when you put out a body of work and then you well let's do it from so-and-so's perspective and it's like mm. mm-hmm like I kind of know the story at that point Mm -hmm. but not only that I don't really need the other perspective because it doesn't to me add anything substantively add anything yeah you know so I'm not a person that typically likes that kind of content do you feel like is this an instance where it works or do you feel like that's kind of a normal thing now where people are doing that more often well I think I think yes and no I think it's I mean I think right now if you're talking about larger context, every major company studio uh, is, you know, involved in the streaming wars. 
Absolutely. So, so for them, they have to have content and IP is king. So when you're talking about Disney, you know, Disney has Marvel, they have Lucasfilm, which is Star Wars, right? right. And they're even having uh, quite a few Star Wars shows uh, Absolutely. coming out. We already had The Mandalorian. There's a few others that have been announced. Um, and so, yeah, I think, it, I think it is a little bit of, hey, you know, let's, what can we do with, you know, Star Wars? Is there a character that we can pull from, you know, and do a show around? Or is there a group that we can, you know, focus on in, in this, you know, maybe we do a show on the Clone Wars, you know, like it's that sort of thing. But then I also think too, part of it is these universes are so big that there is room to explore um, other characters and other stories. I mean, you know, yes, with Endgame, it's like we, we, we you know, 10 years of building up this MCU, right. right? All these different characters, they had their individual movies, you had the team up movies like Avengers and things like that. And you get to the end and you're like, wow, that is some masterful storytelling, right? To get to this point. But that's not the only, those aren't the only characters that right, exist absolutely. in Marvel. So I think if you can find a, a way, like you were talking about before, an authentic way to um, revisit this universe, revisit this world. And yes, you will have some characters that have been previously explored, involved, but if it sets up, you know, other characters and other stories, as long as you do it in a good way, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. So I think it's a bit of both. I think it's like, yeah, let's see, let's revisit this. What can we, what can we pull from it? But also too, it's like there, there's room to, to expand this, right? you know? Yeah. And I, I think for me, that's kind of where I fall. Like I, I want to see the expansion, but I want to see the expansion. Um, let me see, let me see if I can frame it this way. Like I, I enjoy the, the characters that we've had. I, I really do. And it's not that I'm tired of them. I'm not tired of Captain America. I'm not tired of Thor. I'm not tired of, you know, Black Widow or anything like that. It's not that I'm tired of them, but I also want to see new concepts. Like I want to see new characters brought into it. And that's exactly, and your point on, on this universe being so large, there's so much to pull from. Mm -hmm. And there, there is a wealth of, of characters out there, not just in terms of content, but in, in terms of diversity and, you know, different representation that we can bring out and mm -hmm. do it authentically. So mm -hmm. it doesn't feel forced and doesn't feel fake, you yeah. know, and, and that's what I'm, that's what I want to see. I, I kind of get tired of kind of the the revamping of material or the the let's go back and oh let's build this because we can yeah you know i i will say in the last few years there's been a few instances where i think studios have done it really really well uh certainly wandavision is a is the most recent example of that where i think yeah. they just knocked it out of the park in more ways than one and i think there are some other properties where that has occurred Clearly, The Mandalorian is one of those. Yeah. Um, such a phenomenal show. Right, because it exists within the Star Wars universe that you are familiar with, but it is a different character and um, it takes a different approach. I will say, I think 
you know, to your point, so many other characters and things to explore within the universe. If we're going back to Marvel, I, I would love to see Marvel do more with, you know, some of the lesser known characters. Absolutely. Like, I mean, 100%. the fact that I mean, you had Guardians of the Galaxy and most people, unless they were huge comic book fans, had no, I didn't have, I had no clue <laughs> about Guardians of the Galaxy when that first movie came out. I remember when they announced it and I was like, the who? <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy, what is that? And you have a talking raccoon, like what? And, and then I remember watching the movie and just like, this is great. You know, like it, cause it Absolutely. worked. They, they found a humor with it. Uh, it was some solid storytelling, some great writing, um, you know, good acting. And, and then it fit with the, the rest of the MCU. Right, the larger narrative. Yeah, so there's no, there's no reason that, that more of that can't happen, especially again, now that you have this streaming platform where you're putting content on, why not, you know, pull from those lesser known stories? Um, you know, like, again, I'm excited about the Loki show. I, do we need a Loki show? I don't necessarily think so. Um, well, you say but, that now, and then when it airs, you're like, we absolutely needed this. <laughs> yes. Well, well, again, we'll see. We'll see what they, what they, what story they tell with it, right. um, because there might be a very interesting story that they tell with it. Um, but again, still, it's like we 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 know who Loki is. We we visited this character before, so why not try? You know, some other character that I have no idea about. Um, and give them a show and and then tie that into the next phase of the MCU. Right. Um, and they could still totally do that. I mean, Absolutely. what they've announced is just kind of the surface for this, but yeah. Well, and I think <clears throat> staying on that conversation, I think, you know, not, and we don't want to spend too much time on like, you know, Mandalorian or whatever, but what I think is so great about the Mandalorian, at least the first season is, is that these characters are not characters that we knew. Like we, we understand the universe, we understand how the universe works, but these are totally new characters. And I, I think that's what I appreciated about that specifically is that these were new characters that we could invest in that were not characters that we've seen before. Conversely to episode, to shows like WandaVision where you know we've got Darcy and we've got Agent Wu and we've got uh, you know Monica. These are characters that we've been introduced to before that they're now expanding that. Uh, and I, I, I think, it, I think it works well. And I think it works just like it does with Mandalorian. But again, those aren't the only properties. Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Discovery. They've got Star Trek Pro Prodigy coming out. They've got Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And again, these are all predicated, some new characters, some on older characters set in the same universe. Uh, you know, we're seeing that happen. And I think it works if it's done correctly. And if you were to say to me, Mason, what's correctly, I can't tell you. I can't mm -hmm. tell you until I see it. Because if you just if you're just doing it for like fan service, like that, you're almost guaranteed you're not gonna get something good. You know, mm -hmm. you, I feel like anytime you do anything for fan service these days, it's like everybody's sitting back on, nah, that was fan service. I know that. You know, yeah, it's like, well, because when you do that, you end up you you're not you're not gonna please everyone. Right. Absolutely. And so the purpose of fan service is to please the fans, but fans are not monolithic. They're not moved by it like they used to be per se. And right. And well, also, you know, again, fans, I mean, we're fans of some of the same things and we have very different opinions about. No, what, we don't. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, we have, you know, we have different opinions about certain 
aspects of that fandom, right? And so when you do fan service, um, you're, you're assuming that all the fans feel the same way. Right. And they don't. So when you do that, you end up isolated. You, you know, just it's just going to be a big, you know, controversy, and people are going to be upset because, you know, you're playing into how one group of fans might feel versus the other. Well, you know, given everything that's happening in our world, I'd rather people be upset about something that happens in a TV show than be upset about something that happens in real life these days. True, um, but you know. Right. You know, absolutely. So we, we both already rated the episode. We both, uh, we both went for nines on this particular episode. Yes. Um, so yeah, so solid, solid, solid series so far. Um, I think there are a total of nine episodes. Um, so, uh, you know, the next two episodes will be episodes five and six, uh, episode five on a very special episode. And then episode six, which um, uh, was titled All New Halloween Spectacular or Spooktacular. Uh, so those are the episodes. Oh, I'm ready to talk about that one. That's, oh, that's yeah. A fun one. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it was my favorite episode, but it was pretty darn close. Mm. Uh, I have to reevaluate it a little bit once, once I watch it again. Um, so uh, we'll wrap up that part of the conversation real quick. Uh, what's happening with Ashley Talks Movies? Uh, what are some of the latest things you have up there? Uh, what do you got coming uh, down the pipeline or coming in the pipeline? Yeah. Uh, so as far as movies go, uh, recently watched Raya and the Last Dragon, which is uh, in theaters right now and uh, available on Disney Plus Premier Access. Um, really enjoyed that film. And uh, I have a full review of the film on my channel. And uh, coming up, we have uh, Snyder Cut, Justice League. Yes. Which, I don't know if you saw, was leaked early. <laughs> oh, I saw that it was leaked, but not until after it was already taken down. Yeah, I missed it too, because I was like, oh, darn it. Um, yeah, it was uh, a little glitch, apparently, if you went onto HBO Max and played Tom and Jerry, which... I've watched that movie and it's a terrible movie. But uh, <clears throat> if you watch Tom and Jerry, apparently uh, the Snyder Cut of Justice League would play instead. And then I guess people figured it out and uh, HBO became aware of it and uh, fixed that real quick. So yeah, so anyway, that's coming up. So I can't wait to watch that, uh, see how that is compared to what the theatrical cut of Justice League was. Uh, well, Ashley, as always, thank you for jumping on the podcast with me to review WandaVision. Um, for fans out there of, you know, like all of my two fans and all of <laughs> Ashley's, you know, four billion fans, uh, she does uh, very politely allow me to put some of her uh, uh, reviews on mooseatthemic.com. So make sure to go there. Uh, right at the very top, she has her own page called Ashley Talks Movies. Click on that tab and it will open up the page. And we've got a couple of reviews there now. Uh, and we're just going to keep adding to the page uh, and definitely go over to YouTube and check out her YouTube page. Uh, follow her, subscribe to that page. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook. Oftentimes you will actually see me share content from her Twitter page or her Facebook page. Uh, as it relates to her movie reviews and different little things. It's, it's fun because 
sometimes I think it's a race to see who posts it first. Of course, you always do because you're just in that world and I'm not. <laughs> um, but I try. I do try to get ahead of you every once in a while. Yeah. Um, it's it look, well. I mean, come on. We we've raced before and I've never beat you. So nope. Uh, no. Even we've even done a couple of five Ks together and you still beat me. Yes. Uh, but uh, but yeah. wake up, show up, and run the race. <laughs> well, let me tell you, those rolls over to the to the east coast of the state where we live, man. Oof. Those are some drives. Um, yeah. But yeah, so check out Ashley Talks Movies uh, on mooseatthemike.com. Make sure to subscribe to her, follow her on Twitter, follow her on Facebook. Uh, obviously, I would ask that you please humbly do the same. Follow mooseatthemike.com, both on Twitter and on Facebook, and we appreciate it. Thank you again, Ashley. Thanks for having me. My thanks to Ashley with Ashley Talks Movies for being here. Uh, I'm always super appreciative of her taking out time uh, to sit down and talk about this TV show with me. It's something we both enjoy, and I'm just glad that we get to hang out uh, every couple of weeks. It's it's something really special, actually. Um, all of that said, Ashley is going to continue to guest star on Moose at the Mic. She will be back for episode 205. However... We are going to change it up just a little bit. Uh, we will not be reviewing episodes five and six of One Division. We're actually going to hit pause on that. That's because the Zack Schneider cut of Justice League is going to be streaming on HBO Max. So we've decided we want to watch that and then we're going to review it. Now, we're going to change it up even a little bit more because it's not just going to be Ashley and myself. We're actually going to do a panel discussion about the movie. So we've invited a couple of our other friends. They're going to come on board and we're going to talk about this new movie. Uh, I can guarantee you there's going to be a lot of laughs. There's going to be a lot of jokes. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of real reactions. Uh, a lot of us did not like the Joss Whedon version of Justice League. So uh, we're going to see if that holds true or if we're going to be just flabbergasted by this new cut. So episode 205, a special episode, a panel discussion and review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. So come on back for that. Okay, then we'll go back to the reviewing of WandaVision after that. Okay, I promise. So until then, be safe, be healthy, take care of each other, and as always, be epic. I'll talk to you soon.